So welcome to episode three, I think this one will be, of uh, the Insider's Guide to E-Commerce. And today we're talking about reviews. Uh, I'm Tim Pritchard and I'm joined by Robin Lewis of FIFO. Hey Robin. Hi Tim, how are you? I'm good, yeah, good. We're here in sort of sunny London after Storm Doris. <laughs> after yesterday. Yeah, London remained fairly unscathed. <laughs> Everything's still standing, which yeah. is good. Um, and obviously you're from FIFO. So t- start off, just tell me a little bit about FIFO. Yeah, so uh, FIFO are uh, an accredited uh, reviews and ratings company that help uh, our retailers get independent, genuine reviews. Um, okay. We're used for a number of uh, services. Um, as an accredited Google partner, mainly a lot of retailers use us for uh, AdWords stars and to help boost their SEO ranking. Cool. Um, but we'll obviously also we talk about a lot about ratings and uh, reviews as a, as a customer insight tool. Okay, so the point of this podcast is to try and let people who are running online stores learn something. So let's go straight to the basics. For the fundamentals of reviews, why are they so important to online retailers? Um, As a retailer, you know, why do I need reviews there? Because without reviews, you have no way of understanding what, from your perspective, what the customers think of you and the mm-hmm. product, and whether or not, if you've got a selection of, of products, which one is the best? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and from from my perspective as a consumer, hmm. how am I going to know which one should I, I should buy? Obviously, there are you know various different ways I can look at it, but if I've got five equal products. Yeah. How do I know which one? Because you, you could, I guess, as a retailer, you could get some of that from Google Analytics, as in what are the popular products, but you're not going to know what the actual consumer thinks of that product. Yeah, we 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 as a society are quite cheap like we don't like being I definitely the, the first person to, to yeah. buy something so we look for that that sort of validation that somebody's already taken that journey and done that step or bought that product which proves that we're that we're doing following in good footsteps you don't want to waste money do you so if I go out for a meal first thing I do is look on TripAdvisor exactly and um, a lot of people do that um, something 85% of people will look at reviews online before making a purchase 85% 85% wow okay um which is, you know, it's an insanely high number. When I was sort of looking into this yeah, when I first is. started at FIFO, it's it's ridiculous. But you do; it's natural. You look online and you look at the stars, or you look at the reviews for the product, yeah. for the restaurant, for the flight, for the hotel location. Absolutely everything. Um, because you want to check that it's the right purchase, the, the way you know your money is important to you, as you say. It's gone further than that, though, isn't it? It's sort of, uh, you know, check a trader or super money supermarket, or whatever. They're technically all reviews, right? Is that it's yeah. It's they're gaining feedback for uh, very sort of niche specific yeah. uh, industries, um, and it's important when you're trying to work within within a niche industry to mm. to have that feedback to back you up, so that you as a as a trader have a five star review. But, Definitely. And me as a consumer can see that you're you're trusted because it's a bit of a if you don't know that's the other thing if you don't know anything about what you're researching you want to see that people who've been in your shoes previously. Yeah, have got a good service and uh, and it was treated nicely. I think we trust uh, our peers. So if you're selling to me and you tell me this is the best apple you ever eat, you've got to buy this apple. I'm thinking, well, you're a seller. I'm not going to trust you. Whereas if someone else walks in and goes, yeah, I bought the apple last week and it was delicious, I'm going to probably take a punt on it. Exactly. You're yeah. actually quite. We were very very likely to to listen to strangers rather than the brand. And yeah. now we have excellent choice. It increases that. So you say 85% of people look at reviews. Uh, yep. What are the sort of have we got any sort of facts and figures of 
how reviews change things like uh, sales rates and conversion rates? Um, yeah, so there was a survey or a survey done by um, a company a couple of years ago. Um, I can find that in a second who it was, but essentially they found that products that had 20 more reviews or 20 or more reviews had a 83.85% higher conversion rate than wow. products without. Wow. Um, yeah, and if you sort of extrapolate that out across a year, that's that going to be a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, that is the difference between, depending on what company makes, but the difference between your company absolutely exploding absolutely. or not. And, and we've seen, uh, you know, looking at our own figures, um, the products that have had, you know, talking about not wanting to be the first person, products that have mm. three negative reviews have seen a higher conversion rate, of, I think it's 110% more than products that have no reviews, just right. because the negative reviews might not necessarily be about how bad the product is, it might be about something completely unrelated. Yeah. But someone else has already done it somebody's been there and they've tested the water and I might not have the same problem so therefore I'm more confident to go and buy it okay yeah you bring up negative reviews I think that whenever I've spoken to someone about reviews and I say you need to have them they always say I'm worried about negative reviews and I always think well improve your business then because <laughs> if you're getting negative reviews you're getting them for a reason um, so t- tell me a bit more about negative reviews. There must be a sort of a, a good side to negative reviews. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I constantly talk about this because, as you say, one of the questions that we always get asked when we are yeah. when, 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 why use FIFA is what about the negative reviews? Mm. And the fact is that everyone is always going to have negative reviews. Um, yeah. No one always has a consistently good experience or can offer it. Things no. go wrong, we're human, we might be having a bad day and want to leave a negative review. Um, and I suppose that's the, the difference between us and another platform, say, is that we can, we're an invite any platform. So when you're leaving a negative review on us, it's a well thought out, you've had a time for reflection because you're not, I've not just had a bad experience and now I'm going to go on to uh, Google shopping or whatever and leave you a nasty review because I'm yeah. having a knee jerk reaction. I'm waiting, I've got the response from FIFO and now I've actually had time to contemplate what the experience was to be. Anyway, the point is that negative reviews are the only way you can learn about what's going wrong with your business. Of course, and if if you don't get that negative review, then people, you're losing customers hand over fist because if I buy something and it's absolutely rubbish, whether it's the service or the product, I'm probably not going to go back to that company and go, ah, oh, yes, I'm a, company for, I'm a customer for life now. But if I've got the chance to leave a review then someone can respond and maybe fix that problem and more likely to become a repeat customer. Absolutely. Um, 95% of people uh, would return to a business if their problem was dealt with quickly and efficiently. Yeah. Uh, the only way you can know that they have a problem is if they can tell you, and the best way of them telling you is via reviews. Yeah. Um, I always use the analogy of, because online is quite contentious, people don't people struggle with it because they don't want to publicise the fact they've got negative reviews and I always use the analogy of if it was imagine it as a, a bricks and mortar store mm. if someone walked in and asked to speak to the manager and had a complaint you wouldn't turn your back on them no. and just hope that they went away no you absolutely wouldn't. and you know because that would cause more problems Yeah. so you would deal with it and you deal with it head on and that's completely what we recommend is you, if you get a negative review Respond to it. You don't have to respond and deal with it in the public eye. You can respond to it and say, 
please let me, you know, I've got your details, please let me, please let us know when a good time to speak to you would be, and then deal with it offline, as it were. Well, they say, is it, if you uh, have a good experience, you tell two of your friends, if you had a bad experience, you tell ten of your friends. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that was before online shopping happened. That's, yeah. that's been going, that's been around for as long as we've had experiences. Yeah. So, now we've got the power to put it online and for everyone to see it, and for it to last forever, you want to make sure that the legacy that you you have, and that any new customers you've got coming in every month see that you're a company that cares about your customers. Yeah. So deal with a negative reply to it. What you can do on FIFO, again, is um, if you get a negative review, you can reply to it, deal with it offline, and then we can ask them to re-rate. Okay. So, and then generally most people do, so you then get the whole story. So if I'm looking for negative reviews, because uh, one in three people will look at negative reviews before mm-hmm. they buy something, uh, I can go and get the juicy gossip and like find out what, what was the problem, but then see that the company dealt with it quickly, efficiently, and actually cared about yeah. the customer. So I have trust and faith that if I have a problem, it will be dealt with. I think I actually deliberately go and look out negative reviews. Uh, I think I'm specifically more talking about, say, restaurant, but I want to read the negative reviews because quite often they're people who would just leave negative reviews on anything. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely anything. And you can look at those and go, well, actually it sounds like it wasn't that bad, but, you know, there's a there's a power there, isn't there? But Yeah, people, I mean, we're, we're generally quite intelligent. And yeah. Yeah, you're right, there are people that will just go around and they just complain. They're the type of people that... You will get them. ...that turn up at businesses and just hope to basically make some savings by complaining about X, Y, Z. One of my favourite examples of how to deal with reviews um, is... There's this hotel, and it was a five-star hotel, and some man had left a review. It was a two- or three-star review on, on Google. Yeah. And for the first sort of two sentences, he was raving about it. He said, you know, comfortable bed, staff were excellent, food was delicious. However, uh, the shape of the soap, I don't expect from a five-star <laughs> hotel. It, it was square, and I wanted round soap. And therefore, I'm giving it two stars. Oh, that's so mental. That's really weird. And that was awful. And you know, and that's a great example of, of a negative review that you sort of might look at as a business owner and go, well, how the hell do I deal with this? Yeah. And the uh, hotel manager responded brilliantly. He said, you know, I'm glad. Thank you so much for your comments. Um, glad to hear you've genuinely had a good stay. Uh, you're absolutely right. As a five-star hotel, we had... Uh, we, we should have asked you what, what shape, shape you wanted your soap, soap to be in. Rest assured, uh, were you, are you to book with us again? Were you to book with us again? We would we would just make sure that the soap... Brilliantly right dealt shape. with. Absolutely. Absolutely brilliantly dealt with. So is there a, it's a sort of um, an example you can think of, uh, apart from that, where reviews have gone really bad? I, I come to think of um, a bit of a meltdown... <laughs> On Facebook. Are you thinking about the, uh, the Amy's Bakery? I think I am. Is that the uh, one Gordon from Ramsey. Gordon Ramsay's? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's another example I use as a fantastic example of how not to deal with criticism. Yeah. Um, where they obviously got hacked. They got hacked. Inadvertent commas, yeah. You don't make excuses. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you are, you know, the consumer has such a broad way of communicating about their experiences now, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, so anything social, reviews, word of mouth, you know, we can we can spout out our thoughts any time, any place. Mm. If you're a brand, the most important thing is how you deal with that. And you yeah. look at people like Amy's Bakery, who obviously a little bit insane, 
probably, you know, from the looks of things, but they just dealt with this whole entire situation badly rather than dealing with it head on. They made excuses, they brushed off any criticism, they refused to accept that any blame was on them. And this is and the now point. They're shut. Yeah, and this is the point of if you're getting bad reviews, change your business. Like Gordon Ramsay came in with one big bad review and they didn't react to it, and that's why they're now shut. Yeah. And it spiraled out of control, of course. So talking to spiraling, hang on, while we're talking now... Gonna... <laughs> What's in the bag? It's, uh, unfortunately, it's just my plug. Oh, it's running out of power. Well, I was going to say, so talking of changing reviews, or cha- using reviews to change your business, we had, um, there's one company of ours uh, that kind of really, really bought into using FIFO to, to or using reviews to, to improve their business, and, and they listened to everything their customers said. Um, they, they reviewed every fee- every bit of feedback they had, um, and they now, ha- when they started, they had sort of an eighty seven percent satisfaction service rating, and they now have ninety nine percent. Wow! And that's because they listened to their customers. Um, they changed their their packaging. They changed their customer services. They lowered their prices because people were constantly changing about it, uh, moaning about the prices. Mm-hmm. They changed their delivery company, and they did this over a period of you know twelve eighteen months. It yeah. wasn't a quick change, but it was a gradual. Let's listen to what the people who are buying our products have to say. As a result of that, they saw a thirty-one percent growth wow. over over a twelve-month period, as opposed to eight percent. That is in their really worth it. That so, would have gone the other way. And it would have gone the other way. And and that's the I mean, people are scared of their customers. Yeah. And so, if you're scared of your customers, you're looking at it the wrong way. On FIFA, I'm right thinking when you get a bad review, it's not live instantly. So it's not like. Scream, scream, scream. That's live on the website for everyone to see. Absolutely, you have yeah. uh, you have a two day sort of grace period where we quarantine it. You get notified. I mean, that's the most important thing. It's not just sitting there. You will get an email notification to say you've had a negative review, right. and then you then have two days to deal with it cool. and respond to it, which is more than enough time. Yes. And then, as I say, you know they can re-rate it once you have effectively dealt with the problem and made them happy, made them one of the ninety-five percent that comes back. So let's talk about reviews in an e-commerce sense. Um, for the SMEs sort of thinking about adding reviews, where should they be found on the site and, and how does that sort of sit in with their website? So what you want you need to think about is what a, what do you, the customer think when they first come onto the site, what do they see? Mm. And you know, you obviously you've got your call to action, you've got who you are, you've got what products you sell. And then you should have uh, your service rating. You know, if, if using us, FIFA as an example, you, um, we have many customers who put their service rating high up on the page, either on a sidebar or in the header, or even on the footer. As long as it's on the home page, mm. you've got you know this FIFO satisfaction service rating of four point four out of five, or however much it is. It's, it's building trust, isn't it? Yeah, you've yeah. got that trust and that transparency that actually this this company has been independently yeah. reviewed and uh, ratified. And then from that. You can go and have a look at the reviews themselves. So product page. Onto the product page. Obviously very important, you've got three products that are the same. How yeah. do I ascertain which one to buy? How do I, you know, how do I understand what other people have been through? Mm. What are they going to buy? What do they think about this? Mm. What, and as you say, you know, you will automatically go and try and find the negative ones <laughs> um, and understand why, why they were negative. So product page, probably have a star rating next to the product name. Yeah. Or do a bit of A/B testing. What we found is that um, we had a, a couple of merchants that have moved the, the star rating, so the overall product rating. They had it next to the 
the product name to begin with. Yeah. They then moved it down to the add to basket or next yeah. to the add to basket and saw uh, an add to basket improvement of uh, 10%. I'm glad you've said A-B testing. No, no one ever does this. You know, find out what works best. Yeah, don't you don't... guess. It's, that could be better, that could be better. We won't know until we try them both. Yeah, yeah it's really important to continue to do that. You know, a website is an evolving uh, if, entity. If someone's going to do that for how long? A month at a time each? Yeah, I think a month's fair. Months? I mean, it depends on the level of traffic you get and the yeah. level of, of businesses you have to the product pages themselves, but I'd say probably a month yeah. on off is... is I a think f- we're talking smaller levels. I mean, if someone was getting, you know, 10,000 orders in a day, then fine, do it for a couple of hours if you want, but... Yeah, yeah. but I think, yeah, if you're looking at sort of the SME market, yeah, a month's a good good litmus test. So, obviously, uh, the history of um, reviews, is that... Uh, I mean, there was offline reviews before. I mean, we've spoken about that. Where did that sort of creep into online life? Was there a company that did that first? Was it sort of Amazon? Or I think it, yeah, it was Amazon. TripAdvisor kind of really kicked it off from the perspective of, uh, yeah. yeah, travel and and actually starting to rate restaurants and hotels and holidays yeah. and destinations. And suddenly that works so well some, nowadays. Like yeah. with Airbnb or something, you, you can rate your host and you get rated as a guest. And yeah. Even with Uber, you rate your driver and they rate you. And they you. rate you, yeah. And that's, it's a synergistic uh, approach. and It's quite Black Mirror. Yes, that was an interesting episode. Yeah, the whole sort of real-life review thing of giving everyone five stars and... You know, this line of people who are four plus gets to do better things. I won't give any black mirror spoilers, but I think, but I think that's kind of the way it's going. You know, we are is, we, yeah. we have got the ability to rate everything, and you you will con- we constantly do. They constantly appraise every everything that I go through. Do you reckon that's the history or the future of reviews? Yeah, I really do. I think you know. As you say, you rate your, your cab driver, you'll probably you start being able to rate your bus driver at some point, your train yeah, driver, yeah. your friends will be able to rate you when you're driving. Um, I don't know why I'm sticking on this driving fixation, but <laughs> you... Well, you do, I guess. You you go on Facebook and you'll rate, you rate something when someone puts a picture up, you rate it by liking it. Yeah. Or sharing it. Or, you know, they're, they're sort of, you know, I don't know, micro-views really aren't they well, they really are yeah you're showing approval or dislike of yeah of something is essentially a yes no review I'm getting um, quite worried about the future of reviews now <laughs> I'm worried about my review rating well yeah I mean this is why you have to have an independent uh, third party exactly to, uh, rate. that's it maybe we'll move into FIFA personals <laughs> so uh, you mentioned before as well about um, sort of customer verified um I've seen a, a few products on Amazon. There was one for uh, men's hair removal cream, and there was lots of reviews about men sort of using it in Don't certain think places. Don't of us need that, do we? No, no, we're both bold guys. Uh, which is a good look, by the way. Yeah. The bearded strong. bold look, I like it. Um, yeah, there was a lot of reviews of this hair removal cream of people or men using it in a certain place, mm-hmm. and then just sort of reviewing it on Amazon. And I was there was hundreds. I was thinking. All of these men can't have been that stupid. Those didn't look like real reviews to me. So, are Amazon still doing that? Can you review anything? You can review anything, yeah. Which doesn't really work for Which me. It doesn't really work. And then, and they also do sponsored reviews where you, you can tell. Yeah, you and, can they, go and they say on that. And, see. and to be fair, they do have to put the disclaimer at the bottom that right. they were sent the product for free or at a discounted rate in return for an honest and unbiased un, un, un review. Yeah. But then you kind of think. Do you really want that? 
Well, what's would the you point? Want, yeah. yeah, would you, you know, it, reviews are obviously that important that people are sending out free products in order to get them. Wouldn't you rather have genuine customers who have bought the product yeah. giving you their genuine feedback that you can then... It's like a celebrity tweeting confident. saying, this is the best chocolate bar I've ever had, hashtag ad. It's yeah. like, well, you've been paid to say that, so I don't care about that chocolate exactly. bar. And like, marketing's changing. Marketing's no longer brand-led. You need to have a strong identity, but you, your customers are now essentially your strongest asset. Yeah. This is where reviews come in. This is where word of mouth comes in. We did a, a survey, we ran a survey a few months ago uh, asking what was more important to people, whether or not it was um, you know, reviews, uh, brand marketing, uh, friend and colleague endorsement, um, stranger mm. uh, endorsement, and or discounts, <laughs> you know, price. Naturally. And, you know, price came top, obviously. Yeah. That's the most effective way of, of getting more business. But the second was reviews. Yeah. Uh, ahead of friend recommendation. Wow. Because we're more, like you said, the, you, using your Apple example from earlier, if I walk into a shop and the shop owner is telling me it's the greatest Apple in the world, even if my friend goes, no, it was all right. If another guy then pipes in, who I don't know. And He's says, got nothing to gain from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. You trust people who don't have anything to gain more than you and, would. And that's the difference with FIFO platform is that it's all verified customers. So it's only people that have bought that product. Absolutely. That are reviewing it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So someone's sold on the idea of views. If they're not sold on the idea of views and bearded bold men at the end of this, I'll be very <laughs> upset. Uh, how can someone get started with reviews? What's the process? So the the first step is really to start collecting them. I mean, yeah. uh, obviously I'd recommend talking to us and then... But I mean, if, if they haven't got anything set up, they contact FIFA and say, I need reviews. Yeah. Um, how does that get on their platform? What do they have to do? So there are, I mean, there is, it depends if they're a completely new business, so they have no existing customer base, no existing uh, transactions, or if they... They've been going for a year or so, so we'll take those as the examples because those tend to be the people that use us the most. Yeah. Uh, we will do um, a mail shot to their historical database. Oh, okay, so people who have purchased. Yeah, so people who yeah. have previously purchased uh, can, we'll send out a, a review request saying, hey, uh, we're, we're contacting you on behalf of mm-hmm. whoever the merchant is. Um, love you to leave feedback. And obviously yeah. that's completely customizable what you can say there and then we sort of see a sort of yeah five ten percent response rate on that so then they'll have a database reviews to to get kick off with because that's sometimes bad if you see reviews on a site and then there's no reviews and you think why is no one buying this product and that can actually put you off a little bit it can be a bit detrimental and it it goes back and getting those reviews is a good idea yeah absolutely and we'll help you know it's also a good test for the type of reviews you'll get. Yeah. So if you get a mixture of positive and negative, we can get, we can help you understand. Or we'll be able to understand. You know, what was the negative? As you know, was that a problem at that time, or mm. is this something we should address now? Is it the delivery company? Is it the packaging? Is it something we can fix to improve sales going forward? And then yeah, they'll start to trickle in gradually over cool. the over the months and years. And and the sales rates conversions sales rates will, go will go up. Um, yeah, you can feed them into your AdWords campaigns as well. Uh, Google recently raised the th- minimum threshold to get stars on AdWords, but so it's now 150. Yeah, that's another is, good point uh, for click-through rates. You're far more likely uh, to click through with reviews. When you see that product in the search results, if it's got a five-star rating or probably even a four-star rating, you're going to click on it. Absolutely. Over something that doesn't. If you see something with nothing, you yeah your eye is drawn to the stars immediately. Yeah. 
and then you click on them and you fall through. I think. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say from an SEO point of view as well, uh, reviews are huge because you've got fresh content all the time written in a, you know, customer's language. Absolutely, they're essentially UGC. It's yeah. user-generated content, yeah. which is constantly, you know, updating and being. Uh, and full of the right sort of keywords. Yeah. And people don't search for. You know these particular tennis shoes. They'll search for these particular tennis shoes review yeah. because they want to see what other people think of them. And if that's your top, you know, if your page is there full of reviews, that's probably where I'm buying them from. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of benefits. Completely, and we you know, we fit into. You can get the organic stars through us as well, and, yeah. and PLA stars. So you know, we'll help the entire shopping funnel. Cool. We've seen uh, yeah increased click through rates of about ninety. Well, Google say. Stars have about nineteen, I don't know, about nineteen percent click-through rate to wow. AdWords, and uh, we've seen lower cost per click cost, uh, costs by about between five and twenty percent, depending on budget. So let's uh, just go back over some key points here. It's going to be good for SEO. It's going to be better for your click-through rates. Uh, yeah. Your conversion rates are going to go up. Yeah. Your customers going to be happier, and your business is going to do better. Yeah, and you're going to understand. What makes you good? What makes people happy? We've yeah. got several clients that use have a thing called FIFO Friday, where they re, they go they review the reviews. Oh, really? Once a week, uh, and then sort of celebrate the you know if there have been specific people that have been mentioned, they get like a little box of chocolates or something. Oh, that's a great and then idea. Yeah, you, know, you can understand if there's anything negative, what they can change, and it's that's a constant a process of the iterative process of uh, improvement and celebration, which is great. Love it. Anything else to add at all on reviews? Uh, no, but they are a necessary part of, of, of the business from now on. They are indeed. Full stop, that's it. All right, well, how do we get in touch with FIFO? What's the process? Uh, you can get in touch uh, via Senedec. Yep. Um, which is the easiest way, contact your account manager, or uh, contact sales at fifo.com. Super. Or uh, if you've got any questions about reviews, uh, send them to us on either Twitter or Facebook, which is just at Senedec. Um, or you can email podcast at celldeck.co.uk and we'll try and answer some of those questions the next time. Robin, thanks ever so much for the chat. Thank you very much, Tim. Uh, Lovely to come here and see you. Uh, Wish I had more time, but yeah, thanks very much. So cheers. Cheers. Thanks.